the Internet's most listened to talk radio network, VoiceAmerica.com, with Joyce Bender and Disability Matters. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show and welcome to this month as we are celebrating the 15th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act this entire month. Of course, we started off the month with our own Independence Day, and I hope you all had a very safe and wonderful holiday, those of you in the United States and in Canada. I hope you had a wonderful Canada Day. But now, here in the United States, it's all about the independence of Americans with disabilities. And that is why, as we celebrate this month with absolutely tremendous guests on the show, it is so exciting to me that we're starting off with a true leader, a dynamic leader, someone I think very highly of, the CEO of the American Association of People with Disabilities, and really a true leader and pioneer in this country, Andy Imperato. Andy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joyce. It's great to be with you again. Well, it's wonderful to have you back. And Andy, as I just mentioned, we are dedicating this month to the 15th anniversary of the ADA, which I know as the CEO of AAPD, you too, as we'll talk later, are involved in so many things that will be going on, and we have a lot of exciting things to talk about on the show today. But I wanted to ask you first, Andy, as here you are, you're a leader in this, really in the world for people with disabilities, so highly thought of, and the CEO of AAPD. When you think back and you think about the Americans with Disabilities Act and the original signing of the act, what do you think? How does that make you feel? Well, you know, Joyce, I think a lot of other civil rights movements have had seminal moments in their history. You think about Rosa Parks and the Montgomery bus boycott, or you think about the Brown versus Board of Education decision. I think for those of us in, in the disability rights movement, very few acts uh, have as much impact as the signing ceremony for the Americans with Disabilities Act. To have former President Bush do the largest signing ceremony ever on the White House lawn with literally thousands of people with all different types of disabilities and parents of children with disabilities there on the lawn with him and having Justin Dart up on the stage with him and Evan Kemp and uh, Sandy Perino. And, you know, it was clear that it was an emotional moment for President Bush and it was a very emotional moment for all the folks that were there. But, you know, from my perspective, uh, it was the first time that America really said to one-fifth of its population that they were truly welcomed as full citizens and full participants in American life. Yes, and how, how important that part is, because that really is what it is all about. And, you know, um, when you talked about those thousands of people uh, that day, of course, that was the one time that we were able to get the entire disability community together, or we would not have been able to get that ADA signed. And, you know, when I think about that, I think of, as you referred to it, the silent giant, all 54 million Americans with disabilities. 
you know, what do you think we have to do to get this group united prior to the next presidential election, which I realize that's a very big question because, as I said, that's the one time we were able to get everyone united. But starting at some basic levels, Andy, what do you think we could do to try to get this group united? Well, you know, I, I, that's certainly a big part of why AAPD exists and why we were founded. This month is also our 10th anniversary as an organization because we were founded on the 5th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act. But people like Paul Hearn and John Kemp and Pat Wright and I. King Jordan, who came together to found the organization, they really were trying to build an organization that would bring the community together the, the way that we came together to get the ADA passed in the first place. And I think if you look at, uh, you know, coming together around an election, part of that is having a platform or an agenda that reflects the perspectives of the diverse constituencies that make up the disability community. It's important that the agenda speak to technology and telecommunications access, for example. It's important that it speak to physical access, to attitudinal barriers, to uh, issues like involuntary commitment in mental hospitals, to getting people out of institutions, to issues affecting children and families. And, um, you know, it's not hard to do in terms of laying out the agenda, but really getting people to buy into it and to spend time working that agenda with elected officials at all levels and to recognize that it's not inherently partisan. You can get very involved in a political season without supporting a particular candidate. You can be out there trying to push your agenda with all the candidates. You can hold, you know, candidates' forums and bring together people locally to hear what the candidates have to say on our issues. But I really think what's most needed is a culture change within the disability movement. It's, I would say for the average grassroots disability organization, uh, they are not making voting a priority. They are not making elections a priority. And until that changes, I think we're going to continue to talk about this vote as a sleeping giant. We don't use the term silent giant, although in some ways silent is too nice. Our problem is the giant is asleep right now. <laughs> and we need to wake up. I mean, we've got a lot of things at stake in every national election, every local election, every state election. But, you know, part of it is that many of us work for nonprofits. AAPD is a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization. And I think a lot of folks are afraid that when they hear the word election, they think it's inherently partisan, inherently political, and they don't see a role for themselves in that discussion. And really, as I say frequently, it's not about whether you vote Republican or Democrat. It's about whether you vote and whether you're registered to vote. Because as Andy's mentioning here, just think the power we would have if we could get this group, a large group of people registered to vote. How much power we would have at these uh, presidential tables when we talk to potential campaigns leaders. And, and Andy, don't you think you can start that right in your own community? No question. The most important place to do get out the vote is locally. And it's really about having a good list of voters that have a strong interest in disability issues. It could be people with disabilities. It could be parents or siblings or family members. It could also be professionals who work for a disability-related organization. But having a good list that brings together all those various sectors and where you have up-to-date mailing addresses, up-to-date email, up-to-date phone numbers, and then working that list to figure out who's registered and who's not registered, 
going to the people who are frequent voters and tapping them as volunteers and having them help you reach out to the folks who are not registered and reach out to the folks who are registered but who aren't voting and make sure that everybody's registered and everybody is voting. Yes. I know that later this month, I Dear Dart, Justin's daughter, is going to be on the show in Yoshiko, uh, who I just think the world of, you know, we send our greetings to you. But as Yoshiko said to me the other day when we were talking, she said, you know, with Justin, it was all about grassroots. That's really what made it go. It was all about grassroots. Sometimes people feel, you know, that they can't make a difference, but you really can make a difference in every local community if you get out there and you work on this. Don't you agree with that, Andy? Absolutely. And, again, I think sometimes people feel, well, I'm just one person. How am I going to have an impact? But, you know, it's amazing to me how much one person can accomplish when they really focus on something the voting is not complicated stuff, and the stuff that you do to make your organization or your local community more effective to get out the vote is also going to help when you're mounting any type of an advocacy campaign. If you're trying to get a state legislation passed or a local ordinance passed, it helps to have an up-to-date list of phone numbers, email addresses, and mailing addresses. So the kind of work that you do to be more sophisticated in getting out your vote is going to help you with any type of advocacy that you're trying to do at the local level. Right. And we're talking to Andy Imperato, the president and CEO of the American Association of People with Disabilities, and that is www.aapd.com. And may I say that, as far as I'm concerned, this is a, the number one prestigious organization you should be involved with as an American with a disability. So much information AAPD provides through their newsletter, through the website. They have a tremendous gala that we'll be talking about later on on the show that everyone should attend, including people from the private sector. Uh, but that is AAPD.com. And, Andy, the last time you were on the show was January 13, 2004. You had, at that time, 65,000 members. Tell our listeners where you are now. The last uh, number that we have, uh, which is a month out of date because we don't have our numbers in yet for the month of June, but as of the end of May, we were at a little bit over 115,000 members. So we're definitely experiencing a lot of growth. It's very exciting. And a lot of that is being driven by a partnership that we have with a credit union called the Digital Federal Credit Union where people are able to join AAPD join the credit union and get approved for a loan all in one transaction. And if you become a member of AAPD, you qualify for that? That's Yeah, that's correct. Anybody who's a member of AAPD is eligible to come into the field of membership of the credit union. And as your listeners may know, a lot of times you can't join a credit union or open up an account with a credit union unless you work for a particular employer or you have some kind of a connection to the credit union. So AAPD creates that connection for anybody who wants to join the Digital Federal Credit Union, which is based up in Massachusetts. Wow, that is terrific. And, Andy, what is the cost of membership? Uh, membership is $15 for a one-year membership and $25 for a two-year membership. $15 for one year of changing your life and providing you with an opportunity to be part of a great organization. And I'm going to be challenging all my listeners to join AAPD. When we come back, we'll be talking more to 
the wonderful leader in this country, Andy Imperato. This is Joyce Bender, and you're listening to The Voice of VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom, and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Have you put down the morning paper in disgust because they weren't reporting what you wanted to read? Have you wondered why there aren't more women's voices in the news? Well, so have I, and we're about to change that. This is former Minnesota State Senator Ember Scott young I hope you'll join me for a new radio show every Thursday all about women on the move. We'll look at what's missing in the news, the issues often ignored in mainstream media, like how does Social Security reform really affect women? Why is the Department of Labor proposing to stop collecting workforce data on women? What role will women play in Iraq's new government? We'll create that debate right here. The Ember Rice Scott Young Show will have prominent women you know and inspiring women you don't know. We'll share stories of women's leadership, courage, and vision. We just need you to be part of the conversation. So join us for the Ember Rice Scott Young Show every Thursday at 1 p.m. Central Time. It's all about you, women on the move, on voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk, radio. Internet talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back to the show. And we were talking and have been talking to Andy Imperato, the president and CEO of the American Association of People with Disabilities, as Andy is really starting off the month of July as we are celebrating the 15th anniversary of the signing of the ADA this month, July 26th. And Andy, uh, actually next week we have Tony Coelho, the author of the ADA former congressman 
will be on the show, and we're so excited about that. Um, and we've had many conversations with different leaders, such as Tony and yourself, about the impact in our courts as it relates to disability of the federal judges. So, of course, I have to ask you, Andy, with Justice O'Connor resigning, how do you think that is going to impact us with her retirement? Well, you know, I think people have probably read a lot of the stories talking about her as a critical swing vote on a lot of close decisions. So if you've got nine justices on the Supreme Court, uh, if you're getting a decision that's five to four, uh, a person who would switch from the majority to the minority could change the outcome of the decision. And with Justice O'Connor, she's been part of a number of close decisions involving disability rights on both sides. She has not consistently been with us. Uh, probably the most recent decision where she played a critical role on our side was the Tennessee versus Lane case involving access to a state courthouse for somebody who had a mobility-related disability. But uh, Justice O'Connor in the Garrett versus University of Alabama case sided with the state of Alabama on the issue of whether uh, the ADA applied to the state when it was an employer, and she held that it was unconstitutional to uh, enable an individual to sue for money damages against the state when the state is the employer and the state is accused of discriminating on the basis of disability. So that's a long way of saying that we have a lot at stake in who replaces her. If we get somebody who's better than her, we might be able to really change the way the court is looking at the Constitution and restore some power to Congress to be able to protect our civil rights. And if we get somebody who is not as good as her on disability issues, we might lose victories like Tennessee versus Lane. And, Andy, will you be keeping everyone apprised of what's going on through your website of, you know, new information that you hear about? Yes, thank you for mentioning that. We do have a website that we update on a daily basis. Uh, the URL is aapd.com. And, again, AAPD is the American Association of People with Disabilities, and the URL is aapd.com. And I strongly encourage folks to visit the website frequently. You will see regular updates on the Supreme Court and other important issues like Social Security privatization, other judicial nomination issues. We, we cover a lot, you know, budget issues, the Medicaid, the future of Medicaid, things like that are issues that we're involved with in Washington, and our website is a good way for people to keep track of what's going on. And, you know, Andy, this is why, you know, when you talk in the future, when people look in the future at presidential candidates, you must always remember that so much power lies in just being able to appoint a federal judge because that really will have an impact on decisions in the future, the culture, rulings, so much that impacts all of us. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes not everyone realizes that, but once again, this is why if you're not registered to vote, register to vote. You have to register to vote. It doesn't matter who you vote for, but you have to be registered to vote. Um, Andy, I want to say to you congratulations on your 10th anniversary of AAPD, but especially on this tremendous uh, success you've had in the increase of your membership to over 100,000 members uh, one thing that I wanted to ask you about, since we're talking about the impact of people with disabilities, you know, and how we need to try to influence our leaders, tell everyone about the statement of solidarity. 
Yes, thank you. I, I uh, am, in addition to running AAPD, I'm an active member of the National Council on Independent Living, which is one of our sister organizations, and the committee that I uh, participate on for that organization is their Civil Rights Committee. So I, it was actually in that committee that I suggested uh, drafting a statement that uh, national organizations and state and local organizations could sign on to uh, expressing our kind of ongoing support for the goals of the Americans with Disabilities Act. So we put together about a two-page statement of solidarity, and we started circulating it uh, one week ago today. We started circulating it last Tuesday, and it's exciting to see how fast the sign-ons have been coming. We made a deliberate decision to ask for sign-ons from any organization that's a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization from the national, state, or local level. And the thing that I'm the most excited about is that we've got very broad participation, including organizations that are not disability-focused in their mission. So, for example, the National Council of La Raza, which is one of the largest Latino organizations, has signed on to it. The National Asian Pacific American Legal Consortium, which is a leading organization for Asian Pacific Americans in Washington, D.C., has signed on to it. Uh, AARP just yesterday signed on to it, so we're excited about that. And the National Association of Social Workers has signed on. So uh, in addition to that, we've got um, lots of national disability organizations and lots of state and local organizations. And I haven't done an up-to-date count, but I think the state that may have the most local organizations signed on is Pennsylvania, and I'm sure that has something to do with the good people there in Pittsburgh. So thank you, Joyce, for your help with that. Oh, I think this is so important. I have to ask you, Andy, if any nonprofit organization is listening to the show right now and they want to sign on, how do they do that? Well, if people come to our website, which is at aapd.com, uh, you will see uh, uh, on the top of the homepage a link to the actual statement, and it will say uh, how to get in touch with me and sign on. I'm the person who's receiving the emails of sign on, and we're adding people as we get them. My email address is my last name and my first initial, but it's easier to get that on the Internet because it's not easy to spell. <laughs> um, but the, So the simplest way to sign on is to go to aapd.com, and you'll see a link that can take you to the statement. And Again, if I understand this right, this is not just federal or state organizations, but even local. Isn't that correct? That is correct. I mean, again, the, the goal, the reason we're doing this is really twofold. One is that we want the statement to help drive some of the way the media talks about this anniversary because it covers both progress that we've all seen in the last 15 years, but also, and in some ways more importantly, it, it explains what are some of the ongoing challenges that we have as a society in terms of how we can include people with disabilities more fully in all aspects of society. So um, we think the message in the statement is a good message to try to get out to the media around the anniversary. The other very important goal is it shows that we're unified as a disability and broader, uh, you know, civil rights constituency, and we, we're hopeful that we'll get some religious organizations signing on and uh, some, some representatives from the labor movement as well. But, you know, from our perspective, these values that are articulated in the statement are, are kind of core bedrock American values, and we feel that the statement uh, is very consistent with, uh, you know, the notion of liberty and justice for all, and that's why at the end of the statement it ends with the words justice for all. The, for our, from our perspective, 
disability rights makes America work better for everyone. It's not the ADA is not just there to help people with disabilities. It's there to help everyone. Okay, and Andy, we have many questions, and I I listen. I want to thank all of our listeners. We have gained a tremendous listening audience. Thank you. And thank you for all the email we've received, but, you know, we can't read all these questions or we wouldn't be able to hear from our wonderful guest. Uh, but I do try to select a few of them. And here is one from Ben in Kansas saying, Andy, thank you for all you are doing to help people with psychiatric disabilities. My question is, I know that AAPD, from what I've read, works across the board, but do you have special events or any special focus that you lead for people with psychiatric disabilities trying to gain equality in life? Well, thank you for that question, Ben, and thank you for selecting it, Joyce. Um, as, as I think some of your listeners may know, my personal connection to disability is I have bipolar disorder or manic depression, so trying to create more opportunities for people with psychiatric disabilities is certainly a motivator for me personally, and it also is something that I think about in the context of my two sons, both of whom may at some point uh, develop the same or a related disability to what I have, which is that my disability has a strong genetic link. But, um, you know, the short answer is that AAPD, since it was founded in 1995, has involved genuine, authentic leaders from the psychiatric survivor movement on our board of directors and in all of our programming. So, for example, uh, Judy Chamberlain has been on our board since the organization was founded. We have a new leader uh, who we recognize with our Paul Hearn Award for Emerging Leaders with Disabilities, Allison Hillman, who just came onto the board. And Allison has a very important job at Mental Disability Rights International where she advocates for the human rights of people in mental institutions and involved in the mental health system particularly in Latin America. But, um, you know, if you look at our programming, whether it's voting, mentoring and career exploration, leadership development, public policy advocacy, we make a real effort to involve people with psychiatric disabilities in every aspect of our programming. So, for example, this summer we have people working on the Hill and in the executive branch in our summer internship program for college students and graduate students with disabilities. And uh, one of our uh, congressional interns is a young man with bipolar disorder who's working for Senator Harkin for the summer. Another one is a woman with a uh, psychiatric disability who's working in an information technology job in the executive branch of the federal government this summer. Uh, so really what we're trying to do is work with the key leaders in the psychiatric survivor movement and make sure that we're integrating their priorities and their issues into everything that AAPD is doing. All right, and we will be back to talk more to Andy Imperato, the President and CEO of the American Association of People with Disabilities. This is Joyce Bender, and you're listening to The Voice, uh, voiceamerica.com. Together, you're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. 
At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Hello, this is Rory Gouray, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dog. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. If you have a question or comment for Joyce or her guest, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now back to Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender. And we are talking to Andy Imperato, the President and CEO of the American Association of People with Disabilities, as we begin our celebration month for the 15th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act. And Andy, I know that on your website um, that you let people know what's going on, not just in D.C., but across the United States. Is that correct? Yes, you know, Yoshiko Dart actually asked us to do that. She felt that um, our website would be a good place for people to find out about local organizations. So we sent out a request on our listserv, which is called Justice for All, and which I strongly encourage your listeners to subscribe to. It's a, it's a listserv that we moderate where we send out information that's of interest to people, uh, disability advocates around the country. It's mostly around national issues that we're all working on. but So we sent out on our Justice for All list of a request for people to tell us about their state and local organizations around the, or their state and local events around the country, and then we posted any event that we knew about that was open to the public on our website at aapd.com. So if your listeners are interested in finding out about events that are happening locally, 
we encourage them to check out the website. And, again, that is posted. There's a link to that from the top of the homepage. And that is a tremendous resource. I encourage you to go there and look because, remember, you don't just have to be in Washington, D.C. You can have events right in your own local community. And the more you do to celebrate this, the more awareness it brings to everyone, which I think is so important. And you mentioned uh, Yoshiko Dart, who we all think so highly of. And, Andy, as you well know, we all miss Justin Dart very much. He was such a great leader, and really it was an honor for me to know him the few years that I did get to know uh, Yoshiko and Justin. And I wanted to ask you about the future of our leadership, uh, because, you know, sometimes we've had guests call in on this radio show or send us emails asking, where are the future leaders? You know, who's going to carry this civil rights message on, because we still have a long way to go. I wanted to ask you, with AAPD, what can you do at AAPD to help us in this area? Well, leadership development is really a very high priority for us at AAPD. And, Joyce, we're delighted that you have joined our board of directors effective Friday of last week. So I wanted to take this opportunity to congratulate you on joining our board and to welcome you in front of your listeners. We're delighted to have somebody of your stature on our board of directors and you know a lot about leadership development yourself, so we'll be listening to you on that question. But you know, I can tell you that what we've done is we've created uh, internship programs, which are based in D.C. Last year we had about 70 college students and graduate students with disabilities come to D.C. and work full-time uh, to get hands-on work experience and, in some cases, to get academic credit uh, for for their work. And, you know, from our perspective, leadership development really is about um, helping people with disabilities build their human capital, build a larger network of folks who they can work with to achieve their goals, and really develop a sense of disability history and disability culture and disability identity. Unlike, uh, you know, leaders within the women's movement or leaders within the African-American community or the Latino community, oftentimes disabled people are the only person in their family that's a part of our constituency. So we have to kind of build communities sometimes outside of our families or outside of our natural geographic communities. And part of building those communities is having people connect to each other and know that there's a history as a, as a community, as a people. We have a history. We have a culture. And it's important for disabled people to know that history and know our culture. And uh, I, want, I agree with you totally and Andy. Uh, thank you for the kind words, but it's my honor to be on AAPD's board because I want to really make it clear to all of our listeners, this group, AAPD, is a cross-disability organization that you should be a member of because this they not only have great benefits, but such great information, and you are part of a wonderful organization that I think really gets it, especially with Andy Imperato as the CEO, uh, but Andy, do you think that, you know, we will be able to get more and more young people involved actively, uh, being leaders in this country possibly by joining a group such as yours? Well, again, I think part of leadership is, is um, followership and being connected to other people and learning from other leaders. So one advantage that 
young people or people who are new to the disability movement, because let's not forget, you can acquire a disability at any age, and some people don't acquire their disabilities until later in life. But if AAPD can be helpful as a as a place where people connect to and learn about the disability movement and learn about leaders uh, who are out there doing good things and who need support and need help, uh, we want to play that role, and we feel like we are playing that role through our website and through our newsletter and other member benefits. But the bottom line is we're, we're a relatively young organization. We've, this is our 10th anniversary. We have about 10 full-time staff. And as the membership grows, the organization's capacity to serve those members and the broader disability community will grow. So I hope that you'll see down the, down the road us developing other leadership programs, not just in Washington, D.C., but around the country so that people can come to think of AAPD as a good place to go to develop your leadership skills. Yes, and that is my hope also, that we can get uh, young people, college students, high school students, but, you know, involved through working with AAPD across the United States, some type of possibly Justin Dart leadership uh, program, you know, whatever it is that we do as you continue to expand the great work that you're doing uh, at AAPD. But listen, we need everybody's help. We need everyone involved because we still have a long, long way to go. But one thing we can do right now is we can celebrate this great piece of civil rights history. So, Andy, tell me, what events are planned that you're involved with, AAPD is involved with, for the July 26th celebration? Well, Joyce, as, as we were talking during the break, uh, you remember that for the 10th anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act, we were delighted to be the national host for a torch relay that went around the country. Uh, we went to 24 cities in two months, and it was a great opportunity to get a message out. The, the real core message of that torch relay, which was on all of the T-shirts and on all the vehicles that were used for the relay, was the idea of renewing the pledge. The idea was that, you know, in 1990, uh, we made a pledge to ourselves as Americans and to our citizens with disabilities that we were not going to treat people with disabilities like second-class citizens, that we weren't going to continue to, to have segregated societies, that we weren't, we weren't going to continue to have patronizing and paternalistic attitudes. And that pledge is something that needs to be renewed. We still, we've certainly made progress in the last 15 years, but we still have a long way to go. So our statement of solidarity is kind of a longer version of that concept of renewing the pledge. Um, what we're doing uh, locally in D.C. is we're having an event that we've now done every year since the torch relay, which is an event where we honor elected officials and other individuals who are kind of living up to the spirit of the Americans with Disabilities Act. We call those awards our Justice for All Awards, which is named after the organization that Justin Dart founded. And this year, uh, we're delighted that one of the people who we're honoring with the Justice for All Award is Yoshiko Dart, uh, and she is so humble that she normally doesn't accept awards, but she agreed to accept this if it could be on behalf of uh, thousands of people with disabilities around the country who have worked with her and worked with her husband to accomplish the Americans with Disabilities Act and the other things that we've accomplished together in the disability rights and independent living movements. But so at that ceremony, we're not, we're going to be honoring Yoshiko. We're also honoring Senator Smith from Oregon, who's become a real champion for disability rights on lots of issues. 
and Senator Jeffords from Vermont, who's retiring and who has been a long-standing champion uh, for disability rights. And we're also honoring uh, the vice president or senior vice president for technology and manufacturing at IBM, Nick D'Onofrio. IBM has a long history of uh, both in the area of product design and in the area of hiring, really making inclusion of people with disabilities and accessibility a priority. And then uh, the other person who we're honoring who's been a guest on your show uh, is the author of The Bone Collector and lots of other best-selling novels uh, who has wonderful characters with disabilities. Jeffrey Deaver uh, has agreed to come uh, with your help, Joyce, so thank you for that help. And we're delighted to have a diverse group of individuals who we're going to be celebrating their contributions on July 26th in Washington. Wow, that is going to be so exciting. And, you know, when you're listening to the show, don't think this is the only place something is happening. As I said, go to the AAPD website, and you can see what's going on in your own community. And if something isn't going on, you can be that leader we're talking about right now and get something going on. And, Joyce, I want to also encourage your listeners to think about the anniversary as an opportunity to write an op-ed or a letter to the editor. You know, it's an opportunity for you to get a message out about inclusion and empowerment of people with disabilities in your local media. And, really, any newspaper is a good candidate for this kind of an op-ed or a letter to the editor. The anniversary is a significant anniversary. It's the 15th anniversary, and I really want to encourage your listeners to think about writing uh, and getting their message out to their local communities through letters to the editor and op-eds. Great idea. And with that, that's perfect question, perfect entree for Linda from Chicago, who says, first of all, Andy, thank you. And we will answer, Linda, your question as soon as we come back from break. But so you can think about it, Andy. It is, I know this is the 15th anniversary of the ADA, but why is it that people with disabilities do not seem to be represented as other groups in the media? And when we come back, Linda, we'll answer that question as we are talking to Andy Imperato, the CEO of the American Association of People with Disabilities. We'll be right back. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. 
There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. My name is Maxine Thompson, and I am America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. In today's world, it's hard to find the truth with anything. Is there such a thing as the truth? Where and how can I find it? Will someone just give it to me straight? Tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific to Mario Verdad, an exciting new show that will give it to you straight every time and tackle the truth behind everything from political issues and crimes to vocational and career counseling. So log on and tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back, and we've been talking to Andy Imperato, the president and CEO of the American Association of People with Disabilities. And I know we have a caller. We'll be taking that call in one minute. But first, Andy, I wanted you to answer Linda's question. Linda from Chicago, who said, I know this is the 15th anniversary of the ADA. Well, she started by saying, Andy, congratulations for all, and thank you for all you do. And then I know this is the 15th anniversary of the ADA, but we do not seem to be represented in the media as other groups are. Why do you think this is? Well, you know, I think first it's important that we acknowledge some of the important people who are part of the disability movement and who are also full-time journalists, you know, people like John Hockenberry, people like Greg Smith from Honor Roll Radio, uh, people like Mary Johnson uh, from the Ragged Edge. I mean, we've got a number of folks who uh, Cindy Jones and Bill Stuthers out, out in San Diego are both professional journalists who are also very active in the disability movement. So it's not like we don't exist, and there are lots of – I'd say there's a growing number of columnists in local newspapers who write, you know, disability-related columns. But, you know, to me it it's, goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It's a leadership development issue. We need to reach out to journalism schools and make sure that they see disability as part of their diversity recruiting when they're bringing in their classes, and we need to reach out to the people that are doing hiring at, at newspapers and broadcast media and make sure that they're sensitive to disability as a diversity issue just as they're sensitive to other diversity issues. But I think the media in general is not as diverse as America. <laughs> it's certainly at the top. If you look at who's controlling the media, who owns the media companies, it tends to be a pretty white, pretty male group of folks. But, um, you know, we need to frame this issue as a diversity issue, and we need to keep working on it so that we can at least have parity with some other groups that are starting to see more rec more representation in the media. Okay, and also I think we have a caller on the line. Joan, are you there? I'm here. And, Andy, this is Joan Stein, the CEO of ADA, Inc., Joan, go ahead. Hi, Andy. Hi, Joyce. 
Hi, how are you? I'm fine. Andy, I'm a, I'm a full-fledged member of AAPD, so I want to say uh, I speak both as a member and as a colleague and a full-fledged supporter. Great. Um, we have we we all know we have a long fight to go, and I actually just received um, an email from you this morning and and forwarded it on to a number of people, saying that we all have to support the the furtherment and and trying not to weaken the ADA, and I think that one of the things that's most important about Joyce's program is to help everybody understand that. Um, everyone has to play a role in protecting the civil rights of people with disabilities and that every single person, whether they have a disability or not, plays an important role in that. And that the, everybody thought when, when former President George Bush signed the law almost 15 years ago next week or in two weeks that the, the battle was over. But as we've all seen, since um, since the implementation of it, it, it gets harder and harder. So um, I want to really applaud what AAPD is doing, both in terms of educating um, its constituents, and I really think that that really is the crux of it. We've got to continue to educate young people on the role that they play in making sure that everybody understands both businesses and educators and government, but also every single person with a disability and our family members. You're absolutely right when you said earlier that unlike any other minority, oftentimes we're the only person in our family that um, belongs to this constituency. So we don't have within our nuclear family that, that core value but um, or, or that essence, but we can make that part, you know, our families can be a part of that, that constituency group. No question. And so um, I just say we, we need to get that word out, and, you know, we're seeing it. We're seeing it happening with, with voting. We're seeing it happening with, with commerce. One of the things that I think is most important is to help businesses understand that they're locking customers out of their stores. And that has to be the most powerful statement to say to them because they automatically – when I try to talk to businesses about ADA compliance, the very first words that come out of their mouth is, what's it going to cost? Or it's going to cost me money. But if I say to them that um, they're locking customers out of the store, that has meaning to them. So we have to use our money. We have to use our influence, and we have to use our voices collectively. And I, I applaud AAPD for doing that. Well, thank you, Joan. I appreciate all your kind words and your, your great uh, remarks, you know, from my perspective, uh, the best way to enforce a civil rights law is to have a well-educated, protected class. If people with disabilities know their rights, if parents of children with disabilities know their children's rights, particularly in, in areas like education, absolutely, um, that's how we enforce these laws. The, the passage of a law really is the beginning of a journey. It's not the end. Absolutely. And, and the absolutely. people who need to drive the vehicles that we use to take that journey are the people who are directly affected by the laws. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. Joan, listen, thank you very much for calling in, but I just want to say also, Joan, that here you are in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, although you work all across the United States with uh, ADA Inc., and you're doing such a great job on accessibility for people with disabilities, but it takes all of us, not just one person. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. so also thank you for everything that you're doing to 
to help people with disabilities. Thank you. And we all do it together. And sometimes we just need to, to reach out and, and know that we're, we're doing it together because sometimes it can be very lonely out there. That's right. Yep. yep. Well, you're not alone. Absolutely. Thanks for calling, Joe. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. And, Andy, before I forget, one thing I do want to mention is the AAPD Gala is March 8, 2006 in Washington, D.C., and I always tell people, you know, if you're in the disability community, it's like the Academy Awards in Hollywood. So you have to go to this event. Um, this is where the Henry Betts Award is given. How yes, it, it, it's our one uh, big fundraiser for the year, Joyce, and we we do it in Washington. Uh, this year uh, we had Andy Card, the president's chief of staff, come and give a, a keynote remarks along with Secretary Norm Mineta, the Secretary of Transportation, so we were delighted to have participation at that level from the executive branch. We also had Tony Coelho as our MC, and Senator Tom Harkin came and presented one of the awards. But, you know, it really, for us, we call it our leadership gala, and it's really about celebrating leaders with and without disabilities who are helping to move society forward, including leaders in the business community. And, you know, my hope is that this event is helping to orient a lot of important players in the corporate community to the breadth and depth of disability as a market, as a, uh, you know, as a large constituency. And we're delighted that every year we have a good, a good number of folks who, who attend who are there for the first time. And if this can be their orientation to the world of disability rights and disability advocacy, then, then we feel we're, we're serving a useful purpose. It is fantastic. And if you're listening to the show, let me tell you, don't miss this event, March 8, 2006. Just go to www.aap.com for more information and how you can attend. You don't need to be one of those people that I can't buy a table. You can buy a seat, and you can take a friend with you. It is a tremendous event. You know, people always ask me, how do you meet people? How do you network? How, how do you do it? Here's a good way. Go to the AAPD Gala, and you're also helping a great organization. Andy, I know that we soon will be coming to the end of the show, and, you know, um, I just want to say, Andy, that in behalf of all Americans with disabilities, we appreciate so much what you are doing to help all of us, and I'm just so proud to have you as the CEO of the American Association of People with Disabilities because you not only really get it, you have the passion that you're the real deal. You have such a high level of integrity and we're just proud of you and everything you're doing to speak for all of us. Um, thank you so much for all you do. But I'm wondering if you have a closing message for our listeners about the 15th anniversary celebration of the ADA. Well, I, you know, I want to close just by saying how much I appreciate the support that we've gotten from you, Joyce, and from your listeners and from the disability organizations around the country. AAPD was an idea. Uh, 11 years ago uh, when it was founded, there really wasn't a lot there in terms of resources or staff or real capacity, but it was a good idea. And the only way for organizations like APD to grow is for people to start to feel investment and ownership in the organization. So I would close just by saying that we really need the support and help of all of your listeners to help grow the organization and grow the influence of our community at the same time. Well, Andy, it is... As usual, always an honor to have you on the show. Remember, 
Andy Imperato, CEO of the American Association of People with Disabilities. You can always reach him at aapd.com. Andy, we always end with a quote from a famous civil rights leader, and actually, you talked about this famous civil rights leader, Martin Luther King, in one of your speeches where you said, the greatest victory of this period was something internal. Words from Martin Luther King. The great of this period was that we used ourselves, one thing, dignity and self-respect. We armed ourselves with dignity and self-respect. Words from Martin Luther King repeated in his speech by Andy Imperato. Andy, thank you for being with us, and keep up everything you're doing. To all of our listeners, make sure you're here next week to hear the Honorable Tony Coelho on Disability Matters. This is Joyce Bender. See you next week. Bye-bye. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to voiceamerica.com.